Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Something Random, your favorite show where we discuss anything. Um, This week we are going to talk about something that uh, I feel is being used more and more nowadays, uh, and that is the topic of rideshare, be it Uber, Lyft, uh, or even the rideshare that you actually drive yourself, like Zipcar, Lime, or Bird. We're going to talk about it. What's that? What are you talking about? Whatever the hell I want, baby. In a world full of random occurrences, one man takes it upon himself to choose one and talk about it for 15 to 30 minutes. Welcome to Something Random. All right, so getting right into it here, uh, rideshare. So... Back when my parents were growing up, uh, the big deal for everybody was getting their driver's license. Uh, it was a moment that people had marked on their calendar for months, if not years, uh, leading up to it. It finally gave you that freedom to get out of the house and go on adventures all on your own without having to get dropped off by your parents or having to rely on anybody else. You did still need a car, obviously, but in terms of your legal ability to drive, it it, it was a big deal. So coming to my generation now, um, for me personally, uh, I still was very excited when that day came. For me in Florida, I was able to start driving in any capacity. Uh, At like 15, we had a learner's permit. I know many of you may say that is way too young for somebody to be getting behind the wheel of a car with somebody watching them or not. And, you know, I tend to agree with you. I was a dumb, stupid and young child uh, at that point and probably should not have been driving a car. But anyway, uh, I did and I was excited about it. Uh, And then even more excited when Uh, I ended up getting my driver's license and could go drive on my own. So that is not necessarily the case anymore. Um, And a big reason why is the surge in these rideshare services. Um, In terms of Uber and Lyft specifically. Uh, So for them, you know, Uber... And Lyft started up around the same time there. I remember first really coming into contact uh, with either service via, you know, an advertisement online or somebody telling me about it. Like my, I I believe, sophomore year of college, I, I think that was the first time it really came about. And that was like 2014 or so. Um, it may have been around in some other cities before that in, you know, pilot programs and everything, but at least in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan, where I went to school, the first time I really saw it was that, uh, you know, sophomore year for me, maybe fall of 2014 or so may have been around before that, but just wasn't exposed to it. And at that time it was just such a revolutionary concept uh for my freshman year i had been totally used to just walking vast distances to get from point a to point b um 
if I was running late for class, you, you know, you're out of luck. Uh, you just take the L, show up late. Um, and if the weather was nasty and you, you, you didn't want to walk, even if it was a short distance, it, you either sucked it up or you just said, all right, I'm not going outside today. Or you had a friend to come and pick you up. But as a freshman uh, in a school that's out of state and didn't really know too many people wasn't in a fraternity at that point didn't really have a whole lot of friends and even uh you know the people i did know and was you know very tight with uh we didn't have access to cars really um this was in the very early days of the zip car deal and you know, a little bit before Maven, which was the GM-sponsored uh, equivalent to Zipcar, just a different service. Um, but either way, we weren't really driving, and, and renting a car was also out of the question. Being you know that age, you can't rent a car until you're 25, and even if you can. Um, it, you know, normally there's a fee, or with uh, you know these other services, they either are or are not available in your area. So, having that lack of mobility freshman year definitely made me appreciate going out more and really stay at the place that I was at. You know, far longer than in the future. Um, I really treated it as if I'm going this far uh, to get to you know a party or something, I'm gonna go enjoy myself. I'm not gonna go for you know 30 minutes to make an appearance and then turn around and head home. Um, so when it, you know Uber and Lyft showed up on campuses, it really was kind of a revolution. It changed the way many people lived their lives. I mean, for myself, they're definitely were a lot of enhancements, I guess, to my life. But at the same time, it did also, for me, at least begin to instill a sense of laziness and lethargy. Um, the fact that I'm able to very quickly get from point A to point B means I can kind of leave things to the last minute, not plan as much and kind of live life a little bit more on the edge. I, I know that Uber does have this option where you can, and Lyft too, where you can actually schedule a ride in the morning, so you do have kind of this like consistent whatever. Um, but it, it, it is just even the concept uh, of that quickly available ride. Uh, I, I guess taxis have existed, still do exist. They offer the same service, um, but it is... Now, I, I know that there has been an app developed for a lot of these cab companies, but before that, it really just completely revolutionized the way to acquire uh, a ride with the whole app concept uh, that Uber and Lyft introduced. So having that be present and knowing that you really kind of have that fail-safe, uh, a great example would be for me, you know, going to work in the mornings, uh, my my company does have a a budget item for 
Uber rides where you can get reimbursed uh, in the morning if you do use uh, rideshare service to get to and from work. So I have used it uh, a few times, and it really has led to me, you know, instead of waking up early, you know, getting ready to walk uh, and, and, you know, have a planned out morning, just knowing that I can quickly get into an Uber um, and make it there on time uh, has definitely encouraged me to be a, a little bit lazier in the mornings. And then even just going out places, uh, just the convenience aspect of it has led to um, just a little bit less of a attention to time and planning. But I, I will say overall, it is definitely a, a better thing than not. Um, you can look at this from the taxi driver view. They're not too thrilled about the whole situation. Um, it, you know, for them, sure, you, you are giving the public this benefits at a larger scale than taxis ever could, but it is also really a detriment to their lifestyle where, you know, they had to pay all this money to get that special medallion, which used to mean, you know, so much in the transportation industry for cab drivers. If you didn't have one, you weren't legit. You still aren't. But, you know, now we have Uber and Lyft where it doesn't matter. Uh, any guy with his Toyota Camry can say one day, hey, I'm going to go and drive for Uber and start making money and not have to pay this massive upfront cost to get you know the license to do so. So I I understand where where the cab drivers are coming from, but I have to say just just my view on it is in terms of the benefit to society that that Uber and Lyft has brought uh, just that real um interconnectedness between, you know, locations, uh, and not having to worry about, you know, going and having a night out and putting your life and others' lives on the line, uh, by getting behind the wheel of a car, just re removing a lot of risk, uh, from the day-to-day -day lives of somebody, uh, and also, financially um, alleviating burdens on, on many people that are not going to buy their own car now or are not having to spend money on car insurance every month or a parking spot. Like for me personally in Boston, I don't have a car. I, I've had one in the past, um, but did not choose to get one in Boston because I would have to pay for a parking spot, I'd have to pay for insurance, I'd have to pay for fuel. Um, if I ever need to go anywhere up here, I'll either call an Uber or I just recently actually got one of those uh, electric scooters which helps me get from point A to point B. And also the T here in Boston, when it actually works, uh, that, that's a whole other issue entirely. But when it actually works, it is uh, you know pretty good at getting you where you need to go. So so many options around here, um, and in many major cities that a lot of people just don't need cars anymore. But for those extra 
distance trips, it is pretty beneficial to be able to just pull up your phone and get a car to come to your location in, you know, normally five minutes or less. Um, I, I, I guess going off of, uh, what to do without a car and how these ride sharing services are good, we can look at that other angle, which would be, you know, the, the bike sharing, the, the bird, the lime, um, the zip car, Maven, all that like sharing service, uh, aspect of ride share. So, uh, for these, I really think these are, uh, incredible. Um, I personally take huge advantage of Zipcar. I have to go fairly far to drop off, uh, you know, Charlie and Spark, my two lizards, um, at their Dragon Hotel when I go out of town. Um, So in terms of getting there without a car, uh, you know, a Lyft or Uber is like 50 or 60 bucks depending on traffic. And, and that's the only other option. That's it. I mean, I, I could take a cab, but it's once again, just way easier to call an Uber or a Lyft. Um, in terms of the zip car, I could rent one for what comes out to around 10 bucks an hour and make it there and back in, you know, really bad traffic in at most an hour and a half or two hours. So that's like 20 bucks right there and cheaper than even those other, uh, you know, ride sharing services by doing the driving yourself burden and lime. I don't have too much experience actually with the service. Uh, it did, kind of burst onto the college campus scene and, you know, sidewalks around the nation, uh, after I was in college and in a place that would have had them. Uh, I did use a bird when I went back, uh, to Michigan to visit for a football game. That was like the first time I'd ever used one, uh, in, let me say like the fall of 2018 or so. And then I guess the most I've ever used them, uh, I was with my girlfriend in Scottsdale just recently for the Waste Management Open, and they have a whole bunch of those scooter things around there, just park outside the hotels and all the bars and stuff. So we would just ride those around uh, to get around the city there. And I, I think they're a good thing to have around. It certainly is great for that intermediate distance, uh, you know, a little bit too far to walk, but a little bit too close to drive, or there just isn't great parking there. Um, but in terms of the whole dockless aspect of it, that is kind of annoying. Uh, obviously that's the whole concept of it. It's not just, you know, an electric scooter. It's the fact that you can kind of leave it right at your destination you don't have to go find a port to go drop it off at like you have with uh the bike sharing services certainly up here in boston you know the blue bikes do have a lot of different locations but there isn't one really in the right area for me to really make great use of it uh and and that's why i did end up getting a scooter um 
So the reason I don't love the whole dockless thing is just that, it, you know, it really clutters up the sidewalk or wherever it is that you're parking the scooter gets in the way. I mean, there were articles online when these things came out that really began, uh, you know, hammering them for uh, having them left in front of driveways, preventing people from getting out. And when these things are um, not active, the wheels lock so you it, that you can't just, you know, scoot it away. Uh, and, it, you know, for the average person, you can pick it up and, and just move it. it sure, it's, it's a pain in, in the butt, but you do end up, uh, you know, only having to pick up roughly like 30 pounds or so. Uh, but let's say, you know, some kid who was out one night just left this in, uh, in front of some elderly woman's home uh, or elderly man, and, you know, they were trying to get out to go to the grocery store or something and they they can't pick this thing up and it's just sitting there like they, they, what are they going to do they have to wait for somebody on the sidewalk to come by and help them out and that is why it's kind of annoying um so i i guess to summarize here overall i think the whole rideshare development uh, over the past few years here is a positive one. Um, there are many benefits, uh, as I've listed, you know, the quick access uh, to locations, you know, not having to worry about driving home uh, in less than ideal conditions, whether that be, you know, weather or, you know, your mental state. Um, but it, but you also have the downsides, it, you know, could be contributing to some laziness, lack of planning, uh, and uh, additionally, you also see some incidents uh, that could go very wrong in, in these ride-sharing services. Um, you do have, you know, many stories of women getting in, getting raped, or murders occurring. Uh, that There was even this Uber driver in Kalamazoo who was just doing drop-offs, but in between them going and killing people, which is just insane. Uh, so that there are background checks that I've seen uh, on the app, you know, whenever I call, that means, but uh, it... it seems like they're aware of the issue, but it's still certainly an issue. Um, it's not going away anytime soon. I don't think certainly not, uh, you know, the concern for women getting into an Uber or Lyft alone or, or any ride sharing service. I'm just saying those two because they're the two biggest. I think there are a few other ones out there, but, um, uh, like my sister, whenever she goes out uh, and I'm down in Florida, she always wants me to come and pick her up from wherever she's at instead of taking an Uber, which, you know, for me as a guy and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why don't you just take the Uber, right? Like I, I go out all the time. I take Uber. So what? 
but then looking at it from her perspective, I, I, I get it. Uh, it's, you know, kind of freaky just getting into a stranger's car and hoping that, you know, some agreement they clicked on the app is enough to prevent them from doing something to you. So that is definitely one other side of it that needs to be discussed further. And I, I don't know necessarily what the solution would be, but it cannot be ignored. Um, but besides that, uh, I I do want to end it on, on a positive note. So uh, I, I am going to Iceland this upcoming week. And due to me being out of the country, I probably will not have uh, an episode this next week. But I will likely be recording an episode while I'm there, hopefully on a glacier or, you know, doing something cool going to bring the microphone with me and we'll we'll see what happens but um it will probably be like a week and a half maybe two weeks before you uh you see another episode pop up after this but looking forward to it uh i'll have a little bit of a, a recap on the trip when i uh i get back so until then it has been a pleasure talking to you guys for uh, another week here. Hope you have a good one, and talk to you soon.